guys and welcome back to the Housewives 411 podcast. My name is Lindsay and today we are going to be talking a little bit about the Housewives of New York City, the new Roni. Um, if you guys don't know, I have been um, Lisa NYC gal out. She hosts me every Wednesday and we do a review on the Real Housewives of New York's latest episode. Um, but this is going to be a little bit different, guys, because I'm not going to go through scene by scene. There are just a couple of things that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention um, and some of the things that I took out of the episode. And I want to know what you guys took out of the episode as well. So before we get into all of that, guys, this is a disclaimer. If you've not seen the episode and you still want to, then um, you're going to want to put this video on pause and for your watch later and come back to it. Um, and also this is a disclaimer because of the fact that there is some, um, talk about the ladies and their lives as children. And some of it was a little bit, I don't know the word, but I want to say a little bit, uh, triggering that's the word i'm looking for so i just wanted to give you guys a heads up and i'm gonna leave that for the end of the video of course um lastly make sure that you guys hit that like button leave me a review you can also email me at housewifehistorian2022 at gmail.com um it's important that you guys know that i was on youtube but i recently was demonetized with no warning and for no reason and that is why i have taken um, my information and my content to different platforms, which is why I'm now on Spotify, um, and Amazon and all those platforms. But also guys, I want you to know that I did start a Patreon and I'm going to be putting exclusive content on the Patreon. So information, um, like this, everything that we're talking about, you will still get free on my other sites. So, um, it's important that you guys remember I go to events. I'm going to, Teresa's upcoming event and the monetization from some of my sites are what help to fund my streaming service that I use every month that helps me upload and record. So there's just a lot of behind the scenes info and I'm happy to answer any of those questions for you guys. But it's important that you do understand if you're upset about your favorite podcaster going from YouTube to Patreon because of, you know, being demonetized, shut down, being under harassment from certain R-H-O-N-J housewives, then you got to be mad at the housewives and be mad at the franchise. Don't be mad at the content creators. Okay, guys, honestly, you got to take it to the network. You got to take it to the mattresses, the sheets, whatever you want to call it. And, um, take it to the housewives because basically they're trying to control a narrative. And so anytime a podcaster comes on that doesn't have that narrative that when they start the attacking. So, um, anyways, guys, but before we get into that, um, I just wanted to let you know that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to give as much free content as I possibly can, but I also have a lot of information that people do not know about that's not been in the press, that's not been in anywhere else that I've always kind of kept to myself because of the fact that um, I didn't want to deal with the repercussions online if I were to talk about it. And so now that I have my own podcast on my own platform, I don't have to worry about that anymore. So <laughs> that's a great thing. I don't have to worry about it. Um, Okay, guys, let's get into the Real Housewives of New York. So we have Erin, we have the ladies. Um, I'm really getting the feeling that Erin, she very much reminds me of a young, now hear me out, she reminds me of a young Kyle Richards. Um, a little bit high strung, a little bit um, 
nervous and anxious, but also very kind and very warming. And you can tell she's she is the woman that is keeping the Real Housewives of New York sort of, I don't want to say together, but she is the matriarch, if you will, for right now temporarily. And I think that's why a lot of people kind of got an icky feeling when the situation with Jenna Lyons was brought up. Now, to recap everyone, Jenna Lyons was born with a illness or a disease that has caused her to lose her eyelashes and her hair and her teeth and pigmentation, I think, in her skin as well. So more than one time she has mentioned this and the insecurities, obviously, that follow with having some sort of um, mutation like she does. So... (laughs) We understand she doesn't like to show a lot of skin, okay? I I remember her saying that. She said it in one of her confessionals, and she said that's why a lot of the times um, when she used to have to walk the red carpet for J. Crew, etc., etc., she would only show the little bit of skin like down her breastbone because that was the nicest skin that she has on her body is what she said. So when the ladies say, hey, we're going, um, you know, to the tropics, she claims she wants to get down there a little bit early because she would like to get a tan because it helps the scars on her skin, yada, yada, yada. And then we've seen the the scene between Erin and Jenna, and Jenna's kind of confiding in her about, her disorder and 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 Aaron just kind of keeps saying like oh you're beautiful you know you're so beautiful and it felt a lot like I don't know if you guys will know what I'm talking about I know some of you will but not all of you back in the day when you were young and you had friends that were maybe like really slender and they would be like I'm so fat and you would be like girl like are you just saying that because you want me to keep telling you how slender you are because you know, there must be like a real problem if you are looking at yourself in the mirror right now and you don't see slender because you're very slender. So I don't know if Aaron was getting that feeling about her or if Aaron simply doesn't have the level of compassion or what is the other word I'm looking for? Empathy to sort of handle a friend that has something of that magnitude because when they do end up arriving in the Bahamas, it's obvious Sai is very um, direct. And when they, they arrive, the ladies are together. Jenna sits down. It's like evening. And immediately Sai's like, well, why weren't you on the plane with us, Jenna? What's going on? And she, of course, goes into her about her skin and such. And Sai kind of pretty much interrupts her and says something like, well, I heard it's because you didn't want to fly coach on the flight. And she's like, that's not true. Who told you that? And she's, and Cy goes, well, Aaron did. So you could tell Aaron felt probably pretty bad about that. And I want to say one thing also, guys, about the Real Housewives of New York. I'm assuming there's probably a lot of pressure on them from producers trying to get it right. And because these ladies are not experienced in the field of housewives, they're taking a lot of notes from producers on what they should and shouldn't do, should and shouldn't say, what kind of drama they're bringing, yada, 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 right? So I kind of get the feeling, and you guys can tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong, that Erin is doing producers' dirty work a little bit. She's letting them give the runaround, if you will. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, she's saying, okay... Guys, if that's what you want me to talk about, I'll say it in my confessional if you really want me to. And that's kind of what we're getting from her, honestly. 
because she has no problem talking poorly about the other ladies in certain situations. She just says it very nicely. If you notice, she will just say it very, very nicely. And I've mentioned before, unless if you listen to me, you wouldn't know this. I've mentioned before that these ladies are new to one another. So they do not have the dynamic of a long running friendship. Therefore, they do not know the appropriate boundaries with one another and what sort of level of shade they can actually give each other in their confessionals. And that's why you sort of see the ladies like um, giving very, very, very light shade in their confessionals because they're just quite not sure what they can and cannot really say about one another because they really don't know who's their friend yet and who's not their friend yet because it's all very new, right? So that is something to um, consider when it comes to these ladies. Another thing, um, I want to say how much I love the fact that we are getting these women talking about their childhood. We are not getting that from any other franchise right now, okay? Let me tell you guys something. We're these women a lot of times on the other franchises because they are social climbing, the show helps them also social climb. They are gonna give you the biggest bullshit story you've ever heard about their life and their parents and their uncles. And there's a lot of people, even now, current housewives, I'm not gonna put any on blast, that lie about their parents, that lie about their parents' lifestyle, yada yada yada. These women are being 100 with us. They are giving us the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I am here for that all day. I appreciate it all day and I respect it all day long. So first we had Bryn. She was really one of the first ones to open up, which ended up ultimately leading to Bryn, how they call it? Bryn's Thanksgiving, Bryn's giving or whatever at Sire's house. Loved that showing a lot of support for each other. I thought that was fantastic, right? Um, but what I would have liked to have seen with the ladies on this trip was the fact that I would have liked to have seen the ladies showing some support for Jenna by being like, okay, you know what? Maybe we're not going to all go down here and bust out in our bikinis and show out and, and show up. You know, like our friend's got some issues going on. She's not feeling super self-confident. Maybe we could figure something out to like where it would help her. For example, these are just some things like I was thinking, like you could get everyone matching bathing suit wraps, right? So like the cute little wraps that go around like your bottom, you could, everyone could get cute matching wraps or also you could get everyone a cute matching bathing suit, not to mention Teddy Mellencamp, but I don't know if it was Teddy's birthday or Kyle's birthday. I think it was Teddy's birthday and they all had matching bathing suits and they were called, I don't know if it was like tequila Teddy or something along those lines. Regardless, it was a cute idea, right? So it would have been really nice to see the ladies do something like that, for example. Um, to kind of show some camaraderie and show like, hey, we get it. Our friend's going through something like the Caribbean, the ocean, you know, for people that don't have amazing bikini bodies, um, that's not always their most favorite place to go. And I'm just being honest, um, especially with an entire camera crew. So I do feel a little let down by the girls. I think that even Erin is going to take some heat on this uh, simply because... She sort of 
threw Jenna to the wolves when she said it was over um, the flight situation. Like, making her sound, like, snobby because she only would fly um, <laughs> first class or business. She wouldn't fly coach. So, I don't know. I want to know what you guys think. Do you believe that this is really what's going on? Like, what's happening? That she didn't want to fly um, coach and that's why she decided to take a flight a day early? Do you think it's because she really is? super uncomfortable and she wanted to get down there to tan beforehand I mean I don't know if how much I believe that because here's the thing guys you can tan anywhere like tanning beds hello and like Cy brought up a great point she said um you know I have a spray tan Jenna you could get a spray tan right right um However, the next thing on my thing this is gonna be my um warning right here for you guys we want to talk a little bit about size mother and her passing. So if you guys are new and you don't know much about me, um, I work in the mental health and addiction community. So I deal with women who are reintegrating back into society um, after drug and alcohol issues, jail, rehab, whatever it is. None of that's really important. The important thing is, is that they are sober and healthy and they live different today. Right? So, um, with that being said, I really have appreciated these women being so open and honest about their lives and about their families and what it's been like um, growing up because I think that we all can appreciate a rags to riches sort of story, can't we? We all can appreciate that. So um, rags to riches all day, right? Um, we get Sai. She talks a little bit about her mom and how her mom becomes an alcoholic when she, when Sai is like 16 years old. And some people don't realize, and this is so crazy because again, me and Lisa were just discussing this um, when we were talking about the podcast because I said, I work with women who are part of a what is the word I'm looking for? They're like a chemical dependency type thing, like through um, a children's service entity. So they're working a program to help them become better mothers to reinstate custodial um, issues or whatever, however you want to say it. So there is a woman who has worked um, this program at the courts for 14 years. She's been doing this, right? And so often if the girls graduate or, or an event or something, they will bring people in to set up an event um, to graduate the client. And I was really moved because the one week she was talking about how there's such a stigmatism when it comes with women, that's the wrong word, I'm sorry, when it comes to women who are in recovery or, or have, who have been to prison or are recovering from drugs and alcohol. And people will say, why couldn't they just stop drinking? I don't understand. Didn't they love their kids enough to stop drinking? Like, right? Does everyone understand that's like a normal response? Well, let me tell you first what happened. So Sai says that her mother be got sick with alcoholism when she was about 16 years old. And that that woman was the woman that the, the woman that her mother became when she drank, when she started drinking when Sai was 16, was not the mother that Sai knew, right? So, um... She wants that to be clear, almost like she had to defend her mother because she had to defend her mother because of the people who say things like, well, didn't your mother love you enough to stop drinking? And 
it's important that everyone understands, number one, that alcohol and drugs are so powerful that they are the one thing that will take away the most powerful thing that a woman is born with, and that is her motherly instinct, okay? So drugs literally take away a woman's motherly instinct. Now, there isn't a mother that doesn't love their children. (laughs) Like, I'm not laughing because it's funny, but the way that the woman at the court explained it, she said that, you know, when she tells people that she works this program at the courts and she's doing it, doing, been doing it for 14 years, that people will look at her and say, don't they love their children? And she says, I look at them and I say, I haven't met one in 14 years that doesn't love their children. So let that sink with you guys, okay? It's not that they don't love their children. It can never be that, guys. It really is whether you want to see it as a disease or not, that's, you know, obviously your own perspective. But the reason that Sai had to say, like, I wanted people to know, like, it wasn't my mom's fault. She died on a park bench by herself from a heart attack because she was an alcoholic. And, you know, the women were crying. I think the audience was crying. Everyone was sort of crying because it was a very, very touching moment that she shared with us. And it is important to understand that mental health can go wrong at any point in your life. Like I was in prison with a woman who was a surgeon. She was a doctor. She was a medical surgeon. And she hit her 40s and something happened medically, mentally, and she became not herself, not the same person. And so mental health can a lot of time, guys, dealing with a dual diagnosis when it comes to people and their drug and alcohol issues. And that's likely what we probably saw with Sai's mother. But I just wanted to touch on that because I thought it was very important for everyone to see and understand that, you know, Sai's mother loved her and loved her children, you know, like alcoholics and drug addicts don't not love their children, okay? It's so much more than that. It's so much more deeper than that. And again, the stigma, like, look at how people are treating John Food as ex. This is a great example. Real Housewives in New Jersey. Look at how people are talking about John Food as ex. She's a mother. She went to prison, yada, 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 praising John Fuda. He's getting praises and praises and praises. And this woman is getting people spitting on her name and telling her like what a terrible mother she is. So I just want um, my listeners to be aware that this is how things are viewed sometimes. So it's important that we keep an open mind and we try to be good people and we try to keep open minds on people's situations. So um, yeah, let me know what you guys think about the Real Housewives of New York. Make sure that you guys comment. Make sure that you email me, mehousewifehistorian2022 at gmail.com. And we will talk again soon. Bye.